Welcome to the Grace Story Podcast, where we introduce you to interesting people and their inspiring stories. From Grace professors, current students, and distinguished alumni, to special guests and speakers on our campus, you can meet new people and hear how they are impacting the world around them. This podcast is recorded and produced at Grace College and Seminary, located on the shores of Winona Lake in the great state of Indiana. This is the Grace Story Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Dr. Jill Brew, who has been a licensed professional counselor in Texas for 25 years. She received her bachelor's degree at Texas Tech University, her master's degree from Asbury Seminary, and her PhD in counselor education and supervision from Regent University. Using her vast experience from a variety of settings, including community mental health, private practice, university counseling centers, and the Veterans Administration, she now chairs the Graduate Counseling Program at Grace College. Welcome, Dr. Brew. Thank you. It's so good to be with you. Thanks for all that you do for Grace and the impact that you have. And um, the nice thing is you get to do it from Texas, right? That is right. That is right. Our faculty are remote. And, you know, there are about six months of the year that I'm jealous of the fact that you get to do it for te- from Texas. And then uh, six months of the year that I'm glad I'm up here in Winona Lake. Yes, Well, tell us a little bit about your story and how you first became interested in the area of uh, mental health counseling. Yes, I will. So so I was in college and I had a lot of people telling me that I was a good listener and that I should consider the field of counseling. Um, I'd actually never seen a counselor before, so I was a little intimidated about what that meant. And I had the impression that to be a counselor, you had to have all the answers. So people came with their problems and you would dispense your wisdom and that that's what counseling was. And so I felt really intimidated about that and uh, not really sure that that I had all the answers. So um, just through a process of discovery, um, actually one of the things that had the biggest impact on me was going to a workshop with Dr. David Siemens, who wrote a book called Healing for Damaged Emotions back in the 1970s. And I was considered in some ways like a father of Christian counseling, but in that workshop, he talked about the opportunity to really be vessels of God's grace as counselors and to sit and allow God to work through us to do his healing work. And that just had such an impact on me. And I began to realize that counseling wasn't me having all the answers. It was me being a tool to facilitate what God was doing in the lives of people. And that just was really exciting to me that I could be trained to sit alongside hurting people and be used by God in that way. So um, I decided um, I actually went to seminary for my counseling degree because I really wanted to have some other um, aspects of Bible training. I think I was the only French major in seminary because my undergraduate degree was in French because I liked French. So yeah, I kind of took an interesting route to the counseling field. Um, But anyway, that's, that's a little bit how I got to the, uh, to the master's level of counseling. So have you ever done counseling in French or, uh, or did you just have that as a, you know, another skill in your arsenal? Uh, yeah, well, I did do some mission work in France and um, I only by God's grace was I able to keep up with what people were telling me. And I don't think that would be my calling. I'm not sure I was ever good enough in French to be able to actually uh, counsel there, but it, it was just something I enjoyed and had thought about teaching before I moved into counseling. And so so now I can go to Canada and speak a little French, order French fries. That's about all I can do. So, <laughs> so well, you are way farther along than me. So uh, you mentioned your faith a little bit. Tell tell me about your faith background. Did you 
grow up in a believing home? How did you come to faith? And then talk a little bit about um, integration of, you know, faith and, and counseling and psychology, like just how you've wrestled or worked through that in your own life. Yeah. So I did grow up in a Christian home. I was very blessed to be a part. Actually, my dad was a pastor and so grew up in a, a pastor's home, but I really loved being a part of the church, loved the ministry and being part of a ministry family. So that was a blessing to me. Um, I grew up in a United Methodist in in Texas, which United Methodist looks a little different depending on what part of the world you're in. But um, in in our neck of the woods, uh, it was very evangelical Um branch. Most of our pastors did go to Asbury Seminary, which is an evangelical seminary. And so um, that was a part of my faith tradition. And so um, very much a part of the church growing up. Actually went to Texas Tech, but chose Texas Tech because they had a really fantastic campus ministry there. And I just wanted to be a part of a really vibrant um, Christian group that I could grow and developed my leadership skills and um, was able to participate in various ministries through that at Texas Tech. So um, that's a little bit of my upbringing and chose to go to seminary again, just because I felt like that I wanted to have some Bible training, wanted to have um, some theological perspectives in conjunction with my my clinical mental health counseling work. So those are some pieces of my education and how that came together. I think that as Christians, um, we we have a lot of dual, we have several identities as we sit with people in counseling. So I have my Christian identity, but I also have my professional identity. And my dissertation was actually on how those identities are merging together. So how am I understanding myself as a Christian and what God is calling me to do in helping hurting people? How am I respecting my client, the framework that they're coming from and the autonomy that they have to make choices for themselves in their lives? And then how am I putting all of that together and just the person that I am. And then how is God using me in that? So there's a lot of layers there to integration of faith in, in mental health counseling work. Wow. Uh, so uh, you, you graduate, um, <clears throat> did you enter the field for a while and then tell us your journey of then, you know, getting the PhD and getting connected to, to grace. Yeah, so I did. I was in the field for quite a while. I actually, um, my first job was in a university counseling center, and I loved that population. It was my favorite, I think, by far, is working with college students, uh, recognizing that college students are not always traditional college students. Sometimes we have um, returning adult learners, and so there was just a really broad population there. Um, but it's a time in life where there's a lot of change, a lot of transition in helping people as they sit through those life changes, deciding who they want to be, what they want to do, who they want to do it with. Um, there's a lot of major life decisions that happen during college life. And so that was a real privilege to sit with students in that setting. Um, I moved into, um, I married a pastor. And so we did move around periodically. So then I would find new locations to be able to work and um, moved into community mental health. Um, I've just been blessed with some really neat opportunities in the counseling field. One thing I love about counseling is that it's very broad. There's a lot of places that we can do what we do. And I've been privileged to work in a lot of those settings. So um, enjoyed community mental health work and assessments, um, did some private practice work through a church uh, in Abilene, Texas for, for a while. And that was a, a really neat blessing to be a part of that as well. So um, yeah, so I've got several years of counseling experience before I decided to pursue the PhD. Um, part of that. What made you uh, decide the PhD was the the route you wanted to go next? Yeah, so you know, I really never had thought about 
a PhD, um, but my life circumstances changed. So my husband passed away in 2007 and was very unexpected. Um, he had cancer. And so it was time I had five young people at home, little people, and I needed to make um, some career changes and just prayed the season of prayer about what the next steps were going to be for me. And um, felt like God opened the doors for me to go back to school. And I was really surprised by that. That's just not what I expected. Um, but I realized that God had called me to minister to others through counseling and that by moving into a career in teaching, I could really multiply that calling by training other people to then go into counseling. And so God gave me a vision for what that could look like. And I ended up attending Regent University uh, in their PhD program and just had a fantastic experience not only just at Regent, but it was an online program. And I really had never expected to be in online education at all. And so I was surprised by a lot of aspects of that experience that were very positive. Mm. So then uh, you, you graduate uh, and, and you get connected to Grace. Um, how did that come about? And then what did your first couple years of of engaging with Grace look like, even before I think you became full-time, right? Yeah, so I've had a really fun relationship with Grace for a while. So in 2011, um, it's funny because I had partnered, I'd helped initiate some partnership between um, students that were coming up in our PhD program and those that were currently students so that we had a mentoring program going. So I actually worked with Dr. Amy Gilbert, who is from Winona Lake, and um, she's moved She's moved to Fort Wayne since then, but um, she was in Winona Lake, and she had told me about Grace College, and um, she was the one that I was uh, mentoring, and so there was an opportunity to develop a course for online, so the program was moving to an online platform, and I had the opportunity to develop a course and work closely to get that done. Um, that was in 2011. And then in 2014, Amy ended up taking over the department chair position at Grace College. And so she reached out and had some part-time work that needed to be done. So then I came back into the program as a part-time faculty in 2014. Uh, 2016, I started full-time and just have moved forward since. So it's been a, a great, I've just enjoyed it so much. It's been such a great part of my own career journey to be affiliated with Grace. And when did you become chair then of the department? So that happened in January of 2018. And you've done such a wonderful job and our program has seen significant growth. Um, when you're talking to a prospective student about the GRACE program, what do you highlight as um, unique and special about the clinical and mental health counseling program at GRACE? Well, I think foremost, uh, we highlight our integration of faith because that's part of who we are as an institution and part of who we are as a program, that we want to help students to be putting those pieces of their identity together. Who am I as a Christian? Who am I as a professional? And how is that coming together in the way that I serve others and help others? So uh, that's a big piece of who we are as a program. Um, community is also very important to us. And so we're an online program. And I think Perspective students come into that thinking, what kind of community will I really be able to have online? And so we do put a lot of energy into helping students connect with other students, with faculty, um, build relationship. And one of the joys of that is just to see the lifelong friendships that come out of this program that they didn't expect. You know, in online education, they didn't see that coming, but it's been a blessing for students and it's always a blessing for us. And you have your summer residency, which uh, most of the classes take place in the building in which I've worked at Grace, and it 
it is the loudest it is all year uh the year that that you have your residency because these people really like each other and they're friends and and they they it just seems like that's such a great unique part of the program as well it really is. And we understand that it's difficult for people to leave their families and their work situations and come to Winona Lake for a week every year. Um, we understand that, but we find that to be such an important time of intensive learning, but also community and spiritual formation. So we try to pack it all in. I sometimes describe it as summer camp for grownups, um, but it, it's fun on the last day when there's a lot of hugging and can't wait to see you next year and I'll see you on Zoom. And um, it's just a really sweet spirit that we're able to cultivate during that week. If somebody were to ask, hey, what kind of careers, what, what would this prepare me? What are the various avenues that I could use this degree with when I graduate? What, what do you tend to say? Well, we are we are uniquely preparing students to pursue licensure in their state. So um, students, regardless of what state they're from, can pursue licensure with our degree um, because of our accreditation. We are accepted in all 50 states. Um, so that will help them to pursue that. So after they complete the degree, then they will go through um, continued supervised experiences until they can reach the licensure status. Once they're licensed, there's just a lot of opportunities for working in so many different settings. Um, obviously, there's outpatient uh, community mental health, there's private practice work, there's um, government offices like in the Veterans Administration, where I've done some work as well, um, working with uh, geriatric patients in nursing home settings, working inpatient hospitals and addiction centers, um, career counseling, university counseling center. So there's just so many different places that a counselor could go with this degree. One of the things I'm uh, impressed with with our professors in the clinical and mental health counseling program is they teach, they advise, they engage. There's a lot of research that gets done too. Um, and that's a, an important part of, of continuing education. And you uh, have also done some research, even some presenting recently. So uh, tell me a little bit about the research that you've looked into and what you've been really interested in learning more about recently. Yeah, so one of the things I've been um, interested in for a while is how we navigate value differences with our clients. So our profession um, is part of our ethics. We have some guidelines about um, respecting the autonomy of our clients, recognizing their right to make choices for themselves, I mean, being very careful not to impose our own values on them. However, I think it's important for Christians to realize that that doesn't mean that they give up their own identity in the process of sitting with someone who has a different identity. And so navigating that, helping students understand um, how, to, how to be both. How do I be a person of faith and yet sit with people who see life very differently than I do and respect them and work with them productively. So that's an area of research that I like to um, engage in and, and look at more closely to think about how we're teaching students and then how we're practicing ourselves in counseling. That's, that's uh, it's always the messiness, right, of, of life that uh, counselors are willing to step into and, and thankful for that. Um, and I'm sure you're so proud of some of your students and how they live that out in different contexts, literally all over the world, which is so amazing. Uh, if somebody was to say, hey, I'm interested in the program or I'm interested in just learning more, what's the best way to get connected with you or with the program to learn more? Well, absolutely. Our website is a great 
first step because we have some great resources there. So um, grace.edu um, talks about, you can go to the clinical mental health counseling program. We have our own web pages, has lots of information about our program, and then also has a link for our admission counselors. So they are a fantastic team, um, really great resource. Um, and I'm always glad for people to reach out to me. So um, there's links there for me as well. They can find me and, and reach out and ask questions. Dr. Brew, we're so thankful for you. The program, and maybe you want to share a little bit, has been growing significantly as well. Uh, and, and maybe you just want to talk a little bit about why do you think the program at Grace has seen uh, some significant growth? Well, I've been really fortunate lately to do some of our applicant interviews. So one of the questions I ask all of them is, why are you looking at Grace College? And it's, um, I hear some of the same themes. Faith integration is a big piece that people are looking for a place where they can go and be really honest about who they are, about their values, that they can work through um, their Christian faith as well as preparing for this career. So I hear that quite a bit. Um, the flexibility of online learning is always a pro, especially for adult learners who are coming back um, maybe after having been a season in a different kind of career and they're transitioning now into a counseling um, focus. So uh, those applicants are also very interested in our program for the flexibility that we offer. And then just regionally, we have a great reputation in the Indiana area. And so a lot of students hear about us, they hear about um, that we produce excellent counselors. And so they come and check us out through our website and, and, and come into the program. You do produce excellent counselors and do a wonderful job, you and your faculty, and want to be sure to give them a shout out as well and the, all the hard work they do. And um, we're thankful for how you lead your team. And we're thankful for how your team really lives out our spiritual goal to know Christ and to make him known. There's no better place to do it, right, than with individual people and the messiness of their lives, uh, whether it's through our words or just through our sympathetic hearts to uh, point them to Christ and uh, what he has done for us and what he can do for them. And just amazing how you live that out in your work and in your program. So thank you so much. My pleasure. And thank you all today for listening to the Grace Story podcast. Thanks to Rick and Ryan for their work in producing this podcast. And if you could do us a favor and like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast so others can discover us and be inspired, we would appreciate it. Until next time, live your best grace story today.